Hello and welcome to this episode of Rewire Your Brain and Reclaim Your Life, a series of short, sharp podcasts designed to help you achieve happiness and purpose in life. My name is Vicki Wright and I am a neurochange practitioner and hypnotherapist. And today I'm coming from to you from the podcast studio of the beautiful Bella Vista Hotel in Sydney. Today's topic is around the question of whether it's possible to actually rewire our brain. You may have heard the old adage, it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. Well, it might actually be more accurate than you think. While this saying may conjure up images of women being indecisive, or dare I say, scattered, in today's world, deliberately choosing to change one's mind by rewiring their brain to improve their life is becoming commonplace. In recent times, the internet and social media has been covered with quotes on mindfulness and there's definitely a move towards people being more centred, peaceful and seeking their purpose in life. No doubt the impact of the COVID-19 pandemic over the past couple of years has certainly made many people pose some really deep questions to themselves. Questions around their health, questions around their job or career And indeed, questions about what, if any, meaning their life here on Earth has. Parents who traditionally worked outside of the home spent more time at home with their families and are now struggling to head back into the office. A thing called the Great Resignation is a phenomenon which has arisen off the back of the pandemic. The National Australia Bank reported that one in five Australians changed jobs last year and another 25% are currently considering leaving their workplace. And one in three of these people cited the pandemic as having an impact on this decision and that reasons for wanting to quit included a poor work-life balance, lack of personal fulfilment, no purpose or meaning in their role, mental health concerns and basically needing a fresh start. So what does all of this have to do with rewiring your brain? And more to the point, is it actually possible to rewire our brain? I mean, the brain that we're born with is going to be the same brain that we die with. We don't keep growing brain cells throughout our life, do we? Doesn't that stop as soon as we're born. I mean, to explain this, if, if you weren't good at athletics as a child, then you'd never take up running as an adult because you simply weren't wired that way, correct? Well, not so. Researchers have since proven that this type of thinking is incorrect. So whilst it's true that some people may be more physically attuned to a sport like running, Even for them, it takes so much more than natural ability to succeed in any endeavour. So back to just how the brain can be rewired. The human brain contains over 86 billion cells, known as neurons, which form together to form pathways for behaviour. When a new task or behaviour is being learnt, the conscious mind focuses hard on the task and the neurons are starting to form new pathways to cement this new behaviour. 
If you think back to when you were learning to drive a car, you held onto the steering wheel for dear life, you hesitated to go heavy on that accelerator, and you almost sideswiped every second parked car, much to your parents' horror. But now, you arrive at your destination and you can't even remember driving to get there. This phenomenon is called automaticity, and essentially is that the cognitive behaviour required to perform the task of driving has now been taken over by your subconscious mind. In other words, after learning how to drive and practising, the neurons in the brain have changed and reconnected via new pathways. This is called neuroplasticity, and essentially it's the brain's ability to change and adapt as a result of experience. Neuroplasticity is occurring throughout life as we learn new skills. Think about a very young child learning to walk, children learning how to read, write and play sport, or an adult learning the ropes on their first day of a new job. Each time we learn something new, our brain is working hard to reconfigure those pathways to make these skills automatic and easier for us. So... We may think that tasks such as walking and reading are, you know, taken for granted or just part of growing up. However, neuroplasticity can get really exciting in the area of goal setting. So we can apply this knowledge to the pursuit of goals that we may have previously thought well beyond our reach. Going back to my previous example, it can range from something as relatively simple to starting running when we're in our 40s, right through to rewiring the brain by patients who have received a hand, plant, hand transplant. That's right, patients who have lost a hand and received a donor hand have rewired their brain so that that new foreign hand can actually perform tasks such as picking up a cup or buttoning a shirt. And it's all done through neuroplasticity. <laughs> so when you put it into context... If the brain can rewire itself to use a new hand, then we should be able to rewire our brain to achieve certain goals, right? So for the brain to rewire itself, it needs to be in great health. So it's important to look after our brain health, just as important as it is to look after our body's health. And a useful way to think about this is seeds. When I think of seeds, I think of new growth. And seeds is actually an acronym for sleep, exercise, education, diet and stress. So why is sleep important for brain health? Good quality sleep is necessary for the brain to rid itself of any waste built up during the day. And exercise is just as important as it is for the brain as it is for the body. It promotes the flow of oxygen to the brain which is so important for its health. Education or cognitive challenge is a key component of brain health. So whilst it's been widely reported that activities such as Sudoku are great for keeping the development of cognitive diseases such as Alzheimer's at bay, any activity which stimulates your mind is great for your brain. This could be learning a new language, a musical instrument, or maybe even learning to juggle. And there is evidence to suggest that the best brain support comes from activities which involve the three elements of education, exercise 
and interacting with others. So this is why activities such as team sports or ballroom dancing are actually just as great for brain function as they are for fun and exercise. And finally, it is really important to look after our diet and stress. Healthy diet is just as great for your brain as it is for your body and we really need to keep an eye on that stress level. Stress is an actual reaction which occurs in the amygdala or the ancient brain and it originates from our ancestors whose fight or flight response developed from the inherent danger of the time. To illustrate, a human being who was approached by a tiger would either stay and fight the tiger or take flight and run for their life. Well, the chances of any of us being chased by a tiger these days are fairly slim. However, our brain and the stress response is the same. So this reaction is useful for self-preservation. So for example, if you were to step out on the road and hear a big truck screaming down the road, you would immediately step back and that's your flight response. And this action has saved your life. But you have a physical and emotional reaction to this stress. Your heart rate is probably beating faster, you could be a little bit shaky, and you just don't feel right. However, you'd probably react in the same manner for a relatively minor incident, such as giving a presentation at work and getting your boss's name wrong. You'd feel that rapid heart rate, your face would become red, and you'd feel a bit shaky. And that's normal. But as long as that sensation passed and you didn't hold on to that stress for an extended period of time, you would be fine. But once we find that we're holding on to stress for longer periods of time, we're not causing just emotional damage, we are causing physical damage to both our body and our brain. So that was just a very quick introduction about neuroplasticity and how it is possible to rewire our brains. And this knowledge has many, many applications in life. So I hope it's given you something to think about. If you're interested in learning more about how to rewire your brain to achieve success in any area of life, please reach out to me. I run six-week neurochange programs, either on an individual level or with group training programs. I also offer coaching and hypnotherapy sessions one-on-one and all sessions are run via Zoom so I can help you wherever you are in the world. And remember, we are all on this planet for a while spinning around the universe and one day we will leave. So make sure you make the most of your time here. Until next time.